Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Feels good to be in a new year, right? Feels good to shred that stuff on Sunday. I'm pretty sure I had like multiple pieces. I shredded literally, this is my confession tonight, guys. I shredded two, I was there for the 9 and 11, of course, two full pages of different things. So, praise the Lord. I shredded a lot of things. I feel spiritually excited and expectant. My word for this year is expectant because I know that God is going to do so much this year. But as I reflect on 2023 for us as a church, I realized, because the Holy Spirit pointed this out, that there were a lot of us, myself included at times, that turned to the wrong well when I was thirsty. There are all sorts of wells that the world tries to beckon us to draw from. The well of bitterness, the well of gossip and drama, the well of unforgiveness, the well of greed, the well of performance or popularity. And oh, it tastes so sweet, that first sip. And you're like, yes. But then it never satisfies. And it leaves you thirsty. It leaves you wanting and needing even more. And I don't want us to fall into the traps that were set out for us in 2023. I want us to have our eyes fixed on Jesus and understand that there is only one well that can truly satisfy, only one well that can truly quench your thirst. And that well is found by receiving Jesus and being filled by the Holy Spirit. And by doing that, by receiving him, By allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you, it says it activates the living waters that will bubble up into everlasting life. We even, uh, Pastor Mike pointed this out, which I thought was really true and profound to even highlight what I'm trying to communicate to you guys. When we went to Israel, we actually got to taste, um, it's called hyssop. And uh, in John 19, 29, when Jesus was on the cross, he was really thirsty and he asked for a drink. And it says in the scriptures that a jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and they held it to his mouth. And hyssop is very bitter. It has a strong, bitter taste to it. And it's such a picture of when you are thirsty, what the world has to offer you, what sin has to offer you is bitter, it's sour. When you're thirsty, when you're needing a drink, all that can be offered to you is something that will only lead to an even greater thirst. And we actually have to realize that Jesus went to the cross. He died so that we could have access, not to hyssop, not to sour wine, but to the living waters of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen, yes. Some of you in here, and I tried to do this, I have tried, I come from a background of religion. Religion is you digging your own own well, hoping that you'll hit water, but you never hit it because you can't access anything good, any true freedom except through Jesus Christ. 
And if you're exhausted or if you're ready for some hydration of the Holy Spirit, I have good news for you, church, tonight, because there is a huge well waiting for you to drink from at the end of the night. I'm going to open the altar up. Bless you. Sorry, I just literally said that without thinking. But be blessed. Sarah, you're amazing. (laughs) This is what happens when you're a mom of little kids. Your brain actually does 10 things at once. And sometimes it rapid fires. The moms know I'm talking about. Where I can literally be cooking dinner, thinking about a sermon, and then correct my kid all at once. Or say, bless you. Okay, Spurgeon. I'm going to read a quote from Spurgeon. He wrote a book called Good News for Thirsty Souls, and I love what he said. I'm going to read you this quote. What does a thirsty man do to get rid of his thirst? He drinks. Perhaps there is no better representation of faith in all of the word of God than that. To drink is to receive, to take in the refreshing drought, and that is all. A man's face may be unwashed, but yet he can drink. He may be a very unworthy character, but yet a drop of water will remove his thirst. Drinking is such a remarkably easy thing. It is even more simple than eating. And I love that picture of the simplicity and power of what's offered to us. That you don't even have to know how to eat to be able to drink. When you're born, you are born with the ability to drink without any lessons. It's just in you. And so you don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to go through all the Hail Marys and stop doing this and break this bad habit to be able to receive and to drink from the living water. It's there for you whenever you need it, wherever you need it. And that's who Jesus is. But we have to keep drawing from the well. We can't just live off of one sip because you get thirsty again. You need the continual living waters continually flowing in your life. So point number three, and then we're gonna, minister, we're gonna let the Holy Spirit minister. What water are you giving others to drink? John 7, 37 through 39 says, on the last and greatest day of a festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, I love this, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. So the effect of this living water does more than just simply satisfy your own thirst. It actually begins to become an overflow so that what flows out of you can actually hydrate others. Your words, how you love people, how you treat people can actually bring water to them. You can help spiritually hydrate by attending men's and women's prayer. You can go to connect group and give a prophetic word and you don't even realize you're prophesying, you're just encouraging, but that word sits so deep in somebody's heart and they cling onto it and it gets them through a hard season. There's so many opportunities for us to actually experience not just drinking the living water, but it says in the word of God that it's a well and it bubbles up. And the well, um, I was doing a little bit of research where the Samaritan woman met Jesus. It's thought that it was actually a spring and springs are bubbling up. And so it was this continual flow of water that came from deep, deep down. And I think it's so profound that 
Nothing is stagnant in the kingdom. Nothing is boring following God. It is an adventure. If you're bored, then you're probably not planted in this church at least. <laughs> because ever since we got planted in this church, boring is like the least of our worries. It is like the most adventurous, amazing, miraculous, challenging, stretching, funny. The Holy Spirit's funny and he loves you and he pursues you and he wants you to have joy. It even says in Isaiah 12, three through six, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. Being a believer is fun. Some of you, as Dr. Matt says, dropped your smile and you need to pick it up. <laughs> Some of you need to stop talking about everything in the past and realize that your future is filled with joy, that you can draw from the living waters, that there is hope for your future that will not be cut off. Come on, we need to get excited and expectant. Some of you might need to go and actually participate in Shredder Sunday because you went through the motions, but then you went right back to complaining, right back to resenting, right back to having unforgiveness, right back to rehearsing everything that happened. When God's like, can you just please move on? Can you move forward? There is living water. Stop drinking from the well that is in your past and look forward for everything that God has in store for 2023. And Mike and I have been through so many seasons where we have been challenged, where we've come in sick, we've come in barren. Those wells that I referenced in the beginning, I wanna actually pray um, and draw from them for you guys tonight. You don't have to do it all on your own. You don't have to figure it out all on your own. You're in a room of believers. And I wanna, especially because there's such intentional prayers throughout the year with intercessors, with our pastoral team, Mike and I, we're constantly praying, fasting for these wells to have a continual flow and access for all of us as a church. And so I wanna pray for three specific areas. And then I actually wanna open the altar up for those of you that may just be realizing for the first time, or maybe you're actually ready to do something about the fact that you've been drinking from the wells of the world and you actually need to come and experience being filled with the Holy Spirit tonight so that you can experience what Isaiah said, the joy of drinking the living water. But the first one is from terminal to healed. And um, this one was hard for Mike and I coming into our church because we were actually afraid to pray for people to be healed because what if they aren't healed? And what if we're disappointed? Or what if we step out on a limb and then it doesn't turn out how we want? But healing is promised. It says by his stripes, we are healed. It was finished on the cross. And timing of healing, yes, may be different than what we think it should be, but what we should never do is excuse ourselves from participating in the Holy Spirit being able to heal. 
And um, this was in 2019. Mike got diagnosed with a autoimmune that I always say wrong. I don't know why autoimmune names sound so weird. And it's a bunch of letters. All I know is that my husband was on the couch almost every afternoon, night, so exhausted, in so much pain, and we were watching home videos last night with the kids and came across this video from when he was in the thick of really struggling with this autoimmune disease. And Zeke, as a three-year-old, was like, okay, mommy, you do this, daddy, you're sleeping, and sissy, you roar like a lion. And it was so normal for him to just see Mike on the couch that even in his pretend play, he was like, well, daddy, just pretend that you're gonna sleep. Like that was how bad it was. And um, we were in a worship service and Pastor Leanne said, if you need healing, then stand up and raise your hands. And Mike did and instantly he was healed. He has not struggled with a symptom. Yeah, come on, praise God for that. He hasn't struggled with a symptom since that moment in worship. And God healed him. And then literally the next month, we stepped into campus pastoring. So that was, praise God for that. I could not do this with a sleepy husband pastor. <laughs> Wouldn't work out well for any of us. Um, but I actually wanna pray for any of you in here that have been given a diagnosis from a doctor. And we love doctors. I I'm the only one in my family that's not in the medical field. I say I'm like a spiritual nurse because they're all nurses. I don't do the blood thing very well, but I can really go after demons, so. And I love the blood of Jesus, okay? Um, but I wanna pray over anyone in here that has a diagnosis. And don't discredit yourself, okay? If you have, oh, other people have it worse than me, okay. But if you have a diagnosis, God wants to heal you tonight, okay? So don't excuse a torn ligament. Don't excuse something that has been written on your medical record that does not come into alignment with heaven. So if that's you, stand up and we're gonna pray for you tonight. We're gonna pray that God is gonna meet you in your seat and he's gonna heal you. And I'm saying this with authority because I've seen it and experienced it in my own family. And if he can do it for Mike, he can do it for you. And if you're struggling with faith to believe this, that's okay because you're surrounded by believers that have the faith for you, that have the faith to believe for you. So if you're around somebody that's standing up, just, just lay a hand on their shoulder and let's stretch our hands towards those that are standing up right now and believe for them and believe for them. And maybe you face discouragement. Maybe you face even loss in 2023 that's kept you from believing. But God wants to tell you that there is living waters tonight. So in the name of Jesus, we pray and we declare that by his stripes, healing is available tonight. There is living waters that we can draw from. So in the name of Jesus, we declare healing, healed in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak to blood conditions in the mighty name of Jesus. Healing right now. Where there is pain, it has to leave in the mighty name of Jesus. Be healed right now. We thank you.
you, Holy Spirit, that you're restoring hearing in the mighty name of Jesus. You're restoring backs in the mighty name of Jesus. You're restoring knees in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak to those that have heart conditions, that you are having heart surgery in the spiritual, but it is manifesting in the physical, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that your presence is here. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're releasing your power. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that it says in your word where two or more are gathered, you are with us. And so we thank you, God, and we praise you right now that you are our healer. In the mighty name of Jesus, begin to praise him. If you're feeling warmth in your body, if you're feeling warmth in your hands, I just want you to wave. Praise God. Oftentimes, healing will come through warmth. That's what I've found. And also, some of you might have experienced praying for somebody and actually having the Holy Spirit heal through you for the first time. Because that's how it happened for me. I was just a church member. And then I put my hands on somebody's, uh, in between their shoulder blades, just felt all this warmth leave my hand. I'm like, whoa. And they turned around. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, but this is amazing. And it was the Holy Spirit flowing through me into that person and healing a back injury that they had. And so this is what I want you to do for everyone that, stands, that stood up tonight. Take a note from my daughter, turn on praise on your way home and begin to praise him for your healing and praise him that he is real, that he is here. And then I want you to go to men's or women's prayer Tuesday and tell your testimony of healing because that's how we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the power of our testimony. All right, so the second area that I wanna pray over tonight is from barrenness to fruitfulness. And wow, I, I get emotional because barrenness is really hard. Barrenness is, is uh, when, you, when you're experiencing a season of barrenness, it's really hard to have faith. It's really hard to believe. And um, the most obvious barrenness is pregnancy. And there is an anointing on this house for women to get pregnant that have not been able to get pregnant. I am one of those testimonies multiple times. It was actually um, at a cherished women's conference that I confessed that I was scared that I wasn't gonna be able to get pregnant. We had only been trying like six months. And then literally that week we were pregnant. Actually, we were pregnant that weekend. Um, and I knew that God had healed my heart and give, given me the ability to confess those fears so that I could get that out of the way and receive that gift from going from barrenness to fruitfulness. But then um, in 2021, we had a miscarriage and it really robbed us from the ability to believe again for a baby. And we almost talked ourselves out of it. We didn't wanna go through it. It's actually hard to face barrenness, to look it in the eyes, say no. Like God has promised fruitfulness. Um, and now having our little Leon, he is just the best. And I'm so glad that God fought for him. And oft, oftentimes he'll fight for you. He'll fight your battles and he'll give other people 
visions and dreams for you when you are having a hard time walking through a season of barrenness. And that's what happened with little Leon is I was just like, no, I can't do this. There's too much going on. And then annoying church people kept coming up to me with dreams that they had about this baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God, you are not letting me off the hook with this whole barrenness thing. And so we began to believe and I'm so grateful that God fights for us to believe, that he fights for us to get out of those seasons of barrenness so that we can receive fruitfulness. So if you're going through a season of barrenness and maybe it's fighting for a baby, maybe it's fighting for a spouse, maybe it's fighting for friendship, but if you are experiencing barrenness in relationships or with fighting to get pregnant, I want you to stand up to your feet and let's believe church that 2024, this is my prophecy, okay? 2024 is gonna be the year of wedding bells and baby showers. Come on! Wedding bells and baby showers. So if you're believing for a spouse or a baby, I want you to stand to your feet and use it as a declaration. First of all, there's no shame or condemnation for those who believe, all right? There's no shame in walking through seasons of barrenness, okay? The enemy will wanna to try to bring shame on you or blame you. Oh, this is your fault. Your body isn't working right. You aren't doing things right. This is because of you. No, we lay those things at the cross and we receive what heaven says, which is that we are called and commanded to be fruitful, to multiply. We are created to be a picture of Christ and how he loves his church, the bride. It says those have those desires have been put on the inside of us by God. So right now, just stretch your hands towards those standing right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are the God of fruitfulness. I thank you that we are a church that's anointed, that is dug over the years, wells that we can draw from tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare wedding bells will be ringing in 2024. I declare baby showers will be thrown by connect groups and friends and celebrating new life. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we are a fruitful church. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for those that feel lonely, they feel isolated, they feel defeated. We rebuke the devourer on their behalf in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak to hormones for those trying to get pregnant. I speak to hormones. I speak to progesterone. I speak to uteruses. I speak to every single part of bodies that need to work in symphony with one another to be able to hold new life. I thank you. It says that you go after the thief that comes to try to kill, steal, and destroy, and you rebuke him on our behalf. So right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we rebuke the devourer. We cut him off in the mighty name of Jesus. He cannot touch the people of Awakened Eastlake. He cannot touch those that are trying to conceive. I pray over marriages right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are blessing marriages. You are reviving love. You are restoring love. You are igniting new flames. I thank you, God, right now that you are going to make divine meetings for those believing for a husband or for a wife. I pray first that you would fulfill those desires first through you, God, that you don't ever want any of us to feel lonely. So I pray that there is a well that they can drink from tonight of relationship with you first. But I do prophesy wedding bell bells will ring, that Pastor Mike's 
calendar is gonna be filled with officiating weddings this year in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that what you have set into motion cannot be stolen in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, say amen. Amen, amen. And I also wanna just prophesy before I go into my last one. I'm, I wanna prophesy over those of you guys that are in a battle for your marriage or this is gonna be a little touchy, but that are in dating relationships that are not healthy. Here at Awaken Church, we have premarital. This was a new concept for us, okay? We have premarital for before you get engaged because some of you guys actually need to figure out if you're even right for one another or pump the brakes on the wedding bells so that you can get healthy, so you can enter in to marriage and enjoy the fullness of what marriage is supposed to be. And so if you have friends that need to know about this, tell them, bring them into the house of God. If you know that you need some help with your relationship, reach out, reach out to our, our team. Like we love seeing God restore. We love seeing God heal, but we are also very passionate about making sure that there is health and order in how we do relationships here at Awaken Eastlake. So I just give that little, just tossing that out for whoever needs to grab onto it. All right, last one I wanna pray for is from poverty to prosperity. And I remember actually, as I was praying over this message, the very first time, I, don't, I haven't even talked to you about this in a long time. The very first time somebody prophesied over me about this was um, 11 years ago. We were at Bressy campus and I remember where I was standing and it was when uh, David Chittick was a youth pastor and campus pastor and he saw me and he goes, you, and I was like, me? He's like, you, he didn't even know who I was. He's like, you're gonna own a home in San Diego. And I'm thinking, you got the wrong person because we live in graduate student housing and we can barely afford to eat. So I don't know what you're talking about. At the time, our plan was to move back to Texas where anybody can afford a home because we didn't think that we could afford a home in San Diego. And it was a lie that we believed and it was generational poverty. And even walking through Target, oh gosh, I just confessed I went to Target, I'm very sorry. Just delete that from the recording. Anyway, sometimes you just have to, I don't know. Anyway, sidetracking myself. Okay, this is what I wanna tell you. I was walking through a store and I heard a little girl falling behind her parents say, we can't buy that, we're too broke for that. And I, I like, it perked my ear, I'm like, oh my God. And I was just like, am I supposed to say something about this right now? But I didn't because the Holy Spirit said no. Just let it go. This is for this. This is for your church. What you say about money doesn't just affect you. It affects the next generation. How you believe, how you apply the principles of God, it's not about you. It's about them. And if we're not paving a way of prosperity, it says that when we apply the principles of God, the, the most incredible thing we can do is leave an inheritance to our kids. If we're not breaking off those poverty mentalities, it's not so we can have a fat house and be like, yeah, this is awesome. No, 
This is about breaking off limiting mindsets and mentalities that are gonna put our kids in captivity if we don't do something about it. And I interceded for that family. God, may they make their way to our house. May they understand that they are sons and daughters of the King, that they are above and not beneath, that they are more than conquerors, that you are you are putting them as co-heirs of Christ. Did you know that in the spiritual, if you call yourself a believer, you walk around in royal, it says we're a royal priesthood. I've never seen a poor royal priest, just saying. And so if you believe the word of God, which we do, that means that we have to step into first supernaturally our identity as sons and daughters of the King, and then start applying the principles of breaking off what the enemy wants to try to keep us, you know, dependent on other people, dependent on the government, dependent on, no, God says that for whom the son has set free, he is free indeed. So if you are struggling with a poverty mentality, if you're realizing that you've been speaking curses, you've been speaking death, you've been speaking horrible things when it comes to a poverty mindset, and it's sneaky, you guys. We have to really watch what we are saying, but also use that to identify where you are at right now. So if you want to go from poverty to prosperity, I want you to stand and we're going to pray. We're gonna pray that God is gonna break that off so that you can step into 2024 believing that you can actually do it. And when I say that, it's not a get rich quick thing. You can actually apply the principles of God to your life. You can apply the principles of God about how you speak about money, how you speak about your future, how you speak about how you dream about a home or what you wanna be able to provide your kids so that you can actually live the life that God has destined for you to live. So Holy Spirit, I thank you for every single person that's standing right now. I pray under the sound of my voice that you are renewing their minds. It says that you renew our minds, that you transform our minds so that we can do your perfect will. And so Holy Spirit, we break that off. We speak to poverty. We speak speak to generational curses. For those of us that had parents that said, oh, you'll never do that. Oh, we're always broke. We can't afford that. We don't do that. We break the lies of the enemy over our minds, over our hearts, over the next generation. We declare that we are going to draw from the well and we are gonna go from poverty to prosperity in 2024. I declare right now that people are gonna begin to dream without limiting themselves. They're not gonna say, oh, that'll never happen. With God, all things are possible. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for new opportunities. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for doors opening. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're gonna give us what we need to be good employees, to be good workers, to be good stewards of what you put in our hands. I pray that we would pass the test that you put in our hands. I pray, Holy Spirit, that we would look to the word of God for how we live, for how we speak, for how we believe. And I thank you that here at Awaken Eastlake, we are more than conquerors and we are prosperous. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you believe that, give a big amen. Amen. If you guys all want to stand to your feet, I'm over time, but I want to um, open this altar up.
for anybody that needs a moment. Sometimes I just need a moment. As a mom of little kids, I really need a moment. And I know after this, you gotta go get your kids or you have to go home and prepare for your work day, whatever it may be. But I never want a Wednesday night to go without there being a moment for you to draw from the right well. So as if I've been preaching, you've realized, oh my gosh, I need to actually allow the Holy Spirit to fill me and to hydrate me and to fill those, those thirsts that I've had. I'm gonna open up the altar and you guys can come up right now. And then I'm gonna hand it back to Mike. He's gonna close the service, but we're gonna sing one more song. And if you just wanna have a moment with God, I'd, I'd like to invite you to the front and I'm gonna pray. God is so good. He's so good. He loves you so much. There's no prerequisites. I love, uh, Pastor Mike says this a lot. I love when rebukes come in the house of God because it means that God isn't giving up on me <laughs> and he's not giving up on us. And those little tweaks, those little corrections can lead to the biggest breakthroughs. So Holy Spirit, as people come up front, I pray that you would meet them at the altar. I pray that you would um, allow them to drink from living water, that you would refresh them with hope in the name of Jesus, with more capacity in the name of Jesus. I pray that they would lay down at the cross what needs to be laid down so that they can drink from the right well. Those that have bitterness, unforgiveness, those that are stuck in the past, that they would be able to come and drink from all that you have for them. So in the name of Jesus, do what only you can do. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.